0: Hello, Spacers. This is Atlas, Berserker of the Acer's. I need the audience to share our story to anyone you meet. One, to increase my standing for promotion, and two, it'll help our groups share our story through the planetary system. We love to see our supporters and backup from everyone who watches. I'll hand you over to Nathan. Hey guys, thank you for watching and supporting through following, subscribing, Patreon, and even just watching and listening to the show. I hope you enjoy this episode, and make sure to leave any thoughts or questions in the comments. Until next time, Spacers. Thank you.
1: Here we go. Roll for initiative. guys welcome back to starlight and we are going to be picking up in a most exciting place Uh, as usual we are so happy you guys are here it is a real treat to have you and before we get started just want to give a quick shout out to our season two sponsors heroes journal it is official you might have listened to our game that we played with the founders of the heroes journal and At that in that game that was during their first Historia con which they're going to have every year um, to announce new products bring the fans together Well at this last convention their very first one They announced that they were bringing a sci-fi journal to market and it is ready You can go pre-order it. It looks amazing in the very first uh, Rendition of the Heroes journal you had stagnant pictures from page to page in this one it's actually much more comic book style where you see the pictures start to progress as the heroes move about their journey. Um, and yeah, there's some pretty strong star Wars vibes mixed with Battlestar Galactica. And I think that it's a real treat, you know, if there's someone in your life that you know, who will really enjoy being able to journal and, uh, they need kind of help prioritizing things and getting productivity. This is a perfect gift, or maybe you just need one yourself. So anyways, go check them out. They'll be in the link. As usual, I am Isaac Yorks, your host and GM, and I am surrounded by two members of Squad Luma. To take it away?
2: I'm Courtney Yorks, and I play Rayburn. Um, I am level six. I have an HP of 55, and I'm a rogue. All right. A rogue assassin, to be specific. And I have an attachment on me today who might grunt and groan a little bit. Um, the baby who talks about being born is now attached to me. So we can pretend this is Calcifer.
1: She just made it sound like she's a wart.
2: Well, yes. <laughs> yep.
1: No, she's... So we
2: have the wart rat.
1: She's in a... Sl- she's, she's 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 in a baby carrier. And she's... Hey, my baby's not a rat, dude. Just get out of here.
0: There's protective dad mode coming on here. <laughs> uh, my name's Nathan. I play Alice Kusheen. My class is Barbarian, Path of the Beast. My HP is 59, and I am level 6. Neuralink, access memories.
2: Accessing. Ray and Atlas find themselves at Wit's End with the Axe Guild Navigator, a dwarf by name of Ostrad Kethbearer. Not only does he seem to have a deep-rooted sense of anxiety around the legendary bounty hunter Fable Gloom, but he is becoming increasingly more untrustworthy. As it turns out, Ostrog failed to mention that there would be at least six other dwarves in need of protection, and in general has had a bit of an honesty problem. But things take a turn for the worst, as Rey sets off a large group of pixies known as Windwalkers, who are native to the planet of Eris. And now, the two find themselves in an annoyingly dangerous battle with the little creatures. Memories retrieved.
1: I'm going to go ahead and lay down my vote of inspiration for Ray. Um, I think uh, in this situation, you are a lot more of a driving force for good or bad. And that is why you're getting my vote.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Who are you voting for? Um, I actually think I want to vote for myself. I did such a good job, like being good for <laughs> so long, and I helped for way longer than I normally did, and then I ruined it all. You
1: sound like a kid.
2: <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how Ray is sometimes, right? Like she's like best behavior, best behavior, best behavior, downhill from here.
0: <laughs> and uh, so I think I'm going to give my vote of inspiration to the DM sometimes you know you just gotta chance things or risk things but uh that's where my inspirations may go into i <laughs> that I, I do have three
1: inspiration and i, I have am four. saving them for something special so with that we jump into the game that it means we are in the chaos of Ostrage dragon as it is being p- piloted haphazardly by these devilish wind walkers who have jumped into the piloting liquid and are somehow, without knowing what they're doing, making the, the dragon go crazy. You can hear the sound of the wind whipping and going wild outside, and that's when you guys kind of hear the mechanisms closing as the back ramp to the dragon starts to shift and shut, kind of blocking all of that noise and wind outside. But with the gravity having not been activated, all sorts of things that aren't bolted down are flying and flailing across the area. And as you guys look around, both you, Ray, and Atlas, trying, scrabbling, trying to hold on to things, the pixies all vanish in one. Just five clusters of roughly 10 pixies each. And with that,
0: we'll start the combat. They're invisible, so uh, I'll go after the ones I think I saw on the right at first. Yep, so you can attack them, that's it's just that disadvantage. Yes. I rage. Yeah, I'm gonna start swinging in recklessly, because we're falling from the planet. No, 17 plus 7. Uh, 24.
1: 16. 16 points of damage. How do you want to kill this entire cluster of 10 pixies? they have
0: one hp each alright so I'm using I'm using a g now so you know when you uh, you see in the movies and stuff they spin the staff super fast or something
1: Ray you just watch the, the invisibility melts off and blood just goes flying everywhere this like bright blue kind of bioluminescent blood and they just fall down like gnats just being mowed down
2: Ray gives you like a satisfied smile. Like-
1: so now we have our first set of pixies up, and then our second set of pixies are up. <laughs> the first set, they will say that the first set is the ones that are suddenly behind Ray by about 10 feet. As a group, they suddenly, their invisibility drops. The red, kind of like from their anger, kind of pulsating. The group moves up close to Ray and then start to fly around her. And you watch as out of like the the pattern that they're flying in, there is like a streak of green and you watch as this like growth of vines and uh, other plant material starts to grow up and trace around them and wrap around Rey, restraining her arms against her, wrapping around her neck, clamping her mouth shut. Rey, I need you to make a strength saving throw as they cast entangle 16 you break free and then uh they go back fly back just a little bit and then atlas you feel this strange sensation start to fall like a fog over you as the same pixies now are raising their hands and this red dust is floating across like pollen towards you i need you to go ahead and make an intelligence saving throw <laughs>
0: oh, it had to be intelligence, okay. Hey, but it had to be strength,
2: I have nothing added to strength. Uh,
0: Fifteen, sixteen minus one. Shake off the effects
1: of confusion, and this group stays where it is. The rest of the group, instead of spending time casting various spells, they go into a defensive mode, and, and they use the dodge action as a group. Out of the liquid of where the dragon is being piloted, you watch as these other pixies kind of come up, and they start to fly around Atlas themselves. Ray, to your surprise, you watch as Atlas's body starts to... It looks like his fingers start to get bulbous, and tufts of hair start to kind of, like, come out of the skin and recede. Atlas is kind of staring at it, clenching the fist, but they keep sticking with it as they start to cast Polymorph on him atlas i i need you <laughs> to go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw oh this is gonna give atlas trauma 14 12 plus 2 they go ahead and start doing it once more they start to <laughs> twirl around you th- their efforts they're still trying to focus and make it happen i need you to make another wisdom saving throw <laughs>
0: okay. uh oh 10 plus 2 12 okay
1: <laughs> let's see they're going to take one more action (laughs) they're going to raise their hands kind of like pushing away from atlas now frustrated you can see their faces in this like look of anger they raise their hands up again and you watch as these plant life start to grow above ray and drop from the ceiling trying to entangle her once more ray i need you to make a strength saving throw
2: that is a natural one okay with that said i am going to use my inspiration (laughs) <laughs> a 13
1: okay and then similar to the other pixie groups the rest are going to go into a dodge formation and that is pixie group 1's turn and now it's pixie group 2's turn and then it's Ray. the first fairy <laughs> group moves back near the bookshelves where you can see all manner of books and alchemical supplies and other things have fallen off and they are now floating beneath their comrades who are about 10 feet up above them this group raises their hands, and again, they like kiss their palms, and out comes a red dust that floats towards Atlas as they cast Confusion once more. I need you to make an intelligence saving throw.
0: 13 minus 1, 12.
1: That is their DC. They do it once more. Uh, 13 minus 1, 12. <laughs> and then this group stops putting their attentions on Atlas. They fly in between the books. And then from there in the books, They turn their attention to Ray, their wings fluttering, and off of it comes this kind of pink, glistening wind, and Ray similarly starts to... Her face starts to sprout. A beard. Her eyes start to change. A little horn starts to come out, and she grits her teeth. It goes back, and it starts to come out again. Ray, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw against Polymore. 21. 18 plus
2: 3.
1: The last group of pixies, who are all high up on top of the on top of the bookshelf they are going to cast polymorph
0: onto Ray again
2: 11 plus 3 we are killing it
0: yeah <laughs> like I said we're getting like right Man. at the edge of it each time <laughs> frustrated their wings start to flap faster <laughs> that
1: pink wind comes off more and it starts to f- go towards Ray again as they cast polymorph for a second time
2: 20 plus three bring it on baby ray is like laughing
1: and then this time they fly up they waggle their fingers like as a no to you ray and then as one they turn towards atlas and the same wind flies off towards him atlas i need you to make a wisdom saving
0: throw against polymorph oh uh nine plus two eleven you
2: can totally use one of my inspiration do it I just laughed Should I though? you cannot turn into something else
0: oh true
2: <laughs> so Alice mean, gets a, a little shaky a little nervous and then he tries to fight it off again by rolling a
0: <laughs> I
2: rolled a, a
0: 19 plus 2 so 21
2: yeah you do and then Alice gets a little <laughs> smirk on his face and he's like yeah,
0: Spring <laughs> so start it on, Spin spitting at them. And these pixie
1: groups in their turn by going into the dodge action. So any attacks you make on any of the groups of pixies will be at disadvantage. Ray, you are up. And then after that, it's the layer action.
2: Ray is going to move over there next to him.
1: So Ray, you go dashing 15 feet easterly towards Atlas and the group of pixies that he's next to.
2: And then I'll use my knives with sneak attack. That's a 16. Does hit. So then it's a... Die four, plus three, die six, plus three. Three, four, eight, fourteen, seventeen. How do you want to kill him? Ray just, like, in one slice, slices them all while she's, like, maniacally laughing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, they all fall.
2: <laughs> and then, just to be clear, those were the ones that were had their hands in the goop. To, like, fly the ship. I mean,
1: they were in the goop earlier. So there's
2: nothing in this goop now. No. So then Ray's turning around to try to, like, pilot the ship, assuming that Atlas can handle the rest of them.
1: So, Ray, as you turn and you throw your hands into the ship to pilot it, this is going to be just making that initial connection. This is going to be a vehicle handling check as a skill.
2: 23. 23. Nat 20 plus 3. We are rolling so good.
1: The liquid is bubbling, and but it feels like room temperature as you put your hand in. And immediately you feel the neurological connection as the, the liquid seems to be a medium between you and the ship. And your consciousness of your immediate surroundings goes away. You can faintly hear it, almost like an echo in the background as Atlas and the Pixies are going at it. But the consciousness you feel before you is like a like a spark before lightning strikes, and we'll get to that on your next turn. With that, we go into the lair action. As the Stragon is tumbling and the gravity hasn't been activated yet, it starts to throw you guys wild. I need both Ray and Atlas to make strength saving throws of a DC 16 or be randomly thrown in a direction. 10. 22. Okay. So, Atlas, do you want to roll a die for Two. The ship capitulates easternly. Everything starts to kind of fall one direction. Books and other things. And then, of course, you two are both thrown easternly. You both slide all the way and slam into the wall. Ray, your connection, that short connection, is ripped free as a consciousness starts to kind of encapsulate and surround your mind like a wild animal trying to figure out who has entered its lair and suddenly you're free you slam into the wall atlas you also slam into the wall but you brace yourself you take no damage ray you take that is seven points of bludgeoning damage and then the the pixies themselves the wind walkers hold themselves into place up first is pixie group two and then ray is on deck Immediately, the pixies all start to collect to one side, realizing that being up close is no longer in favor. They bunch up as far as they can on the westernly side of the dragon, up by this bookshelf, and now half they're taking somewhat of cover up up on the top. And the first group cast one polymorph, each on both Ray and on Atlas. I need you both to make wisdom saving throws.
2: 12. Oh, no!
0: 5 plus 2, 7?
2: Do you want another inspiration? You should definitely have it. Atlas I mean, feels it you. coming on. <laughs> and then he says, Not today! Not today! And he rolls again. Uh, oh, it was bad.
0: It was bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 3 plus 2, 5.
2: And then he says today
1: this pink wind starts to gather around atlas you first watch him as his clothes start to kind of bulge as he gets bigger and bigger and then the clothes start to crumple as they lose the space of the man that was in them they fall onto the ground And out of the next space stands a weasel. (laughs) They then cast Entangle from their direction onto Ray. Ray, I need you to go ahead and make a strength saving throw.
2: I'm going to use my last inspiration. 17.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you burn all of the inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) The next group, Other Cluster of ten Pixies, they cast Entangle on Ray again. 14. They raise their hands up. Again, they kiss it, and out comes this pollen-like color. And it, you need to make an intelligent saving throw as they cast Confusion on you.
2: 18 plus 3, 21.
1: Right. The last thing that they do is you see that this little line where their mouth is that goes up in a smile or down in a frown starts to rip open the skin starts to pull you see little bits of flesh open up and then out comes this atlas they cast sleep upon you as a weasel you have one hp (laughs) what you fall asleep immediately as they roll a three for their first dice roll.
2: I'm gonna assume that he's gonna be okay. Can I run and get behind this door? So you have
1: three doors. There is a main door down the center hallway that leads to the other parts of the ship. Um, And then just outside of the cockpit, there are two doors on the Eastern and Western walls that lead to separate rooms near that. Which one do you wanna go through?
2: Change of plans. That thing where I had my hands in it, is it high? The
1: dais? Yeah. It is about four feet tall.
2: This is my turn. I'm going to run there so then I'll have a little bit of cover and it'll be considered sneak attack and I'm going to use my pistol to shoot them all.
1: The dragon is still capitulating. The side is still roughly that eastern side, but it's starting to right itself. You're running up a hill. I need you to go ahead and make a athletics check to see if you make it up without slipping back down. Eight. Ray, you get halfway up and you slide all the way back down. Right next to the weasel.
2: Okay, then I'm just gonna use my pistol and start shooting. So it's an 18 to hit, then. Nine.
1: The bullet seems to go through. It hits most of them, but you see that of all of them, there is one that seems to still be standing in that group. Atlas, it's your turn, and then it is pixie group one. So let me look up sleep and its (laughs) effects. Technically, all the conditions given to you by sleep are charmed, unconscious, and incapacitated and you are in this state for one minute. <laughs> so, that is your turn as Atlas the Weasel. Oh, no.
2: It's a long time when you're plumbing down.
1: <laughs> the, the last of the pixies that are actually down on eye level in the center of the dragon, they are going to spend their last polymorph on Ray. Ray, I need you to go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. 18 next they start fluttering in that same strange pattern that starts to grow all of this plant matter around you trying to entangle you i need you to go ahead and make a strength saving throw I
2: don't like these. 11.
1: the plant life wraps around you finally getting a hold of you wraps up as you're reloading your gun for a second clamps your hand away from the trigger one of the plant things gets a hold of your leg another one the other leg pulls you tot, that wraps wraps around your mouth, and the effects of Entangle are as follow. A creature in the area when you cast this spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling of plants until the spell ends. A creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save, however. And if it's a success, it frees itself. In the meanwhile, this is a concentration spell. So that is all that the pixie now can do if it wants to restrain you. And in that case, it is going to fly further back to one of the doors that's cracked open. And it's going to kind of move into the crack between this room and the next and keep its gaze upon you, Ray. Also, we move into a layer action.
2: Oh, perfect. This could work in my favor.
0: It'll work in mine, 100%.
1: I need both Ray and Atlas to go ahead and make strength saving throws. There's no strength saving throw for Atlas. <laughs> Eight. And for Ray, we can say that this is a-, a disadvantage.
2: Eight and 15.
1: Please roll a die for One. The ship capitulates north to the wall, and Ray, you are already butted up against both the east and north wall nothing happens to you mm-hmm. atlas slides into you as a weasel and so you two are both bunched up in the same space
2: did it break the fairy's concentration though no uh
1: up first is ray on okay. deck is pixie group one
2: trying to break the strength the vines An eight. you're still <sighs> stuck there
1: pixie group one is currently maintaining its concentration by holding the entangle on Ray. Pixie group two is up. One of them is still holding a polymorph upon Atlas, and then the other one cast Sleep. And so the one that casts Sleep now is going to cast Confusion upon Ray in her entangled state. 19. It shoots out all of this pollen, and you manage to keep your faculties. And then that... That singular windwalker flies into the bookshelf and behind a bunch of clutter. Atlas, you are up. <laughs> Which means there's nothing for you to do. Strength saving throws as the ship bucks again. Ray, you're the only one making rolls. You'll make it disadvantage.
2: It's already bad. Nine. We're going to die.
1: We're going to die. You start sliding. I will roll the die four. Uh, you guys slide on a three to the southern wall. So you both bunch up just to where Atlas's mini is.
0: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs>
1: you literally just move five feet to five feet, and it's just like...
2: We're gonna dunk. die to fairies. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> We're
0: gonna die to pixies.
2: <laughs> how much long, how longer do we have till we...
0: hit the bottom? Probably, like... Probably a couple more layered actions.
1: The second pixie group there's really not much they can do as they're maintaining most of their concentration the singular pixie starts waggling its fingers back and forth like a metronome and you guys watch as the lights buzz as it as it casts its druid craft the lights buzz they flare in and out and then it goes complete darkness throughout the whole ship atlas you're up
0: and ray you're on deck <laughs> well just snoring away <laughs> good, good power now <laughs> I,
2: I don't even know what to do i'm gonna break these vines this turn that's what's happening i rolled a four I'm just gonna sit here with my arms crossed pissed off <laughs> <laughs> the vines tighten i'm so sorry mm. alice we may very well die It's it. awful.
1: Ray, your mind starts to go hazy. And just as it goes hazy, you see that lack of that heat signature of the singular Windwalker moving. And you get the feeling that it is casting something from the bookshelf. And indeed, it is casting phantasmal force. In your mind, your worst fear comes to view. And it is... It is your, your brother. He stands before you and he's holding the hand of a loxodon that you never met, but you hold stories of. And his voice, he goes, where were you? You were supposed to protect me. You left me. This is your fault that I'm not here. You deserve to come to the other side. Then at least we can be a family again. again. You. And he pulls up a knife. No! And he stabs it into you. (gasps) Ray, for phantasmal force, I need you to go ahead and make a intelligence saving throw.
2: 19! Now I'm rolling well.
1: The dagger dissipates in front of you and you realize that it was like a, something was working upon your mind. You shake your head and it clears and there's this newfound rage at this little wind across the way and then you guys feel the dragon not only begin to just shake and twist in the way it was, but you hear the sound of its flesh being pushed back and forth by the wind, the sounds of rocks and other things that float pelting into it you feel this compression in your chest as if the air is escaping as if this entire behemoth this dragon is starting to shudder like a can being crushed under a foot and then suddenly it goes everything shakes the bookshelves fall the windwalkers are thrown free from the bookshelf and it is almost as if there is this deep lull of the engines coming to life this low throaty kind of roar elicits that vibrates from the dragon itself and suddenly it shoots up gravity is re-implemented all the lights come back on you can hear now the bubbling and the ship rockets back up at breakneck speed
2: The ship wants to live oh because i bet it has like um like a like a like a consciousness
1: then suddenly you hear the dragon just go careen onto a landing pad (laughs) things are thrown wildly and all of the pixies they start flying up and flapping around they come flying towards you guys they circle around you and then they leave immediately. There is a quiet, and then Atlas begins to still asleep, but he begins to change back into himself, outside of his clothes, completely naked. Ray, the vines fall away, and then you guys hear the sound of the ramp opening. And you hear the clamor of the dwarves as they all start making their way in. And it is it is enough to wake you Atlas as Ostrad and the others start pushing their way in. You can see that they have their weapons ready. They have them trained on you, all six of them. One of them has just a bottle that's been broken. Some of them do have guns. Some of them have like belt knives. And Ostrad goes, <laughs> that was good money. You thought you could get away with my ship? You thought you could use me? (laughs) You're not getting out of this that easily. Fable Gloom is in there, and I know it, and you are not going to be scared, either one of you. You're going to get your asses in there, and you're going to finish the job, otherwise I'm going to level you. You thought you could escape? And now you guys see, once more, the little wrist thing that he used to call the dragon to him before. And you can see that it's working, where he got back into the dragon via that and brought it back up.
2: Oh, Ostraud... I could kiss you. I could literally plant one on your lips right now. And before this moment, I was so disgusted by you. I, oh, it's so good to see you with your knife pointed at us. And be very careful who you threaten, Because I could take you out in one shot. And it was the Windwalkers. It, it, we didn't try to take your strip. I promise, buddy. He
1: is suddenly flushes pink, bright pink, at the, the sudden compliment. He kind of flattens his beard and he goes, do we, the wind walkers did that? <laughs> you think, was I, was I born a
2: century ago? <laughs> I don't know how old you are.
0: With that, Alex is gonna do like a kick up because he's like waking up groggily. He's gonna like kick himself up. Obviously he's stark naked. <laughs> Where all the face and it, like he just starts swinging at everything <laughs> <laughs> All of the doors back up
1: Pickle gets to the front, he goes Ooh, c- c- calm down. <laughs> there big guy, calm down. Your friend here says it was windwalkers. The same ones that came through before.
0: <laughs> was it? And then uh, once Alice obviously comes with like the terms that they're not around, he'll strain himself up and just be like, yeah, no, we didn't take your ship. And then just try to put his weapon, like, back on his back, but he doesn't have his harness. The dwarf, Steve, looks at both of you and he goes,
1: Ah! Would this guy actually be naked if he was trying to make a getaway? Yes. No.
2: Do you know Alice Kashin?
1: No, I don't know
2: him. You should see the way he comes out of the water.
1: I'm just saying, you don't just go trying to crash a dragon into the center of a gas planet and you do so naked. And tell Ostrad you want to kiss him. (laughs) Ostrad's
0: never even gotten a date in his life. Okay.
2: Oh, oh, Sean, we should change that after we find Fable Gloom. Let's go! And I'm walking off the ship like it's all over.
0: Wait, how tall are they, anyways?
1: Like up to Atlas. Oh, oh, they're averaging about four, like between four and like four,
0: four. Four, four? <laughs> so, okay. So. <laughs>
2: stop. Stop. Whatever you're thinking right now, just stop.
0: They are all like averting their, like awkwardly averting their gaze. Alex just has his hands on his hips, just, like, standing there, like, What? What's the problem? Uh, I'm just saying that maybe you would like to put your
1: pants back on before we investigate who might be in there? And he goes, like, under his breath, Maybe Fable
0: Gloom, maybe one of the others that are staying here with us. also put his clothes on. <laughs>
1: as you kind of like tell Ostrad more in detail and Ostrad is able to kind of run some of the footage of what happened on the dragon in those perilous moments you kind of catch them up you finally with Atlas following behind get a good view of this outpost they let you know the safe house was specifically disguised as an old Federation scientific outpost and its registration comes up as Outpost Zula again you see this scientific i-bots flying back and forth the i-bots vary in size from a couple inches in height to the biggest ones being you know four feet big kind of c- cylinders and they fly back a- and forth like dozens of them and it's ostrod who actually says <laughs> you see they're supposed to be taking samples and running the part there's a, uh, a a hatch under this outpost that they go up into and drop the samples off and if anyone were to look at the that helps make the front look real but they are flying all out of pattern they are not even able to get in someone's been messing with this area and uh he turns his gaze ahead and just swallows big and you see that the outpost looks like a great metallic dome this outpost floats on a is on a floating platform of which you guys have landed and again you are next to this other starship that looks like it's seen better days and it's been outfitted uh, for combat at the front of the outpost there is a great door that has a circular lock mechanism in the center and then there is like a data pad next to it the platform that this rests on would allow you to walk all the way around the building if you wanted and then you can also see About six feet up, there is two slit-like windows, but the windows are completely blacked out. The kind that you would use to stop someone from seeing in, but you could see out of. The dwarves look at you. Both.
2: Well, we got you here. See you later, buddy. Then I'm going to try to go get into the other ship. (laughs) Wait... That's not the deal! That's not the deal! Well, that was the deal! No, no, to no, To get no, you here!
1: No. I'm not going to pay you if Fable Gloom's in there, because he's going to kill me!
2: no, 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 no. The deal is that we would get you here. Not but that we would do anything once we got here.
1: You're going to have to come in to get payment, because you're, it's in the building!
2: <laughs> you're going to have to pay me more. Because I'm happy to walk away with what I have. The deal was to get you here safely away from Fable Gloom. We have gotten you here safely away from Fable Gloom. If you would like just to get you in there. I'm
1: just asking you to check.
2: <laughs> that wasn't part of the deal, buddy. And when I'm I, like <laughs> scratching the back of my head and walking you away towards the... If I go in and then there's Fableglooms there and I
1: get killed, <laughs> how are you going to get your money? Because I have to go in and get it from my comrades. Well, I'm
2: happy with what I have. <laughs>
0: give me one of your eyes he just joking. he, he backs away and he
1: in this situation you know what no persuasion roll he just comes to grips with it shakes his head and he goes okay whatever you want in there you can have there's plenty of valuable things for both of you mercs
2: okay cool uh, the, I'm gonna try to get in the data pad and see if I can hack it.
1: I want you to go and make an interfacing check as you go up to it.
2: Here we go. Fifteen?
1: Fifteen does not open it.
2: Oh. Oh shit, this must be broken. Do you know how to get in?
1: He walks over and he puts in a code. Doors. The circular mechanism on the door turns sideways, opens up, and then the door starts to slide open both directions.
2: Allison's gonna waltz in. Assuming there's someone in here gonna get my pistol out and hide behind Atlas.
1: Atlas, as you walk in ahead of everyone else, you see what appears to have been a room that was used to run all sorts of alchemical and scientific operations machines line all sides of the room and from a standard look at the room it looks like seriously like a scientific outpost everything's new everything's metallic but on the back side of the room you can see a fireplace there's not really much more other to the room except that you can see that there was once a table in the middle of the room the table has been thrown asunder all of the implements are scattered around as if there was some sort of something ran into it or there was a scuffle and you hear the sounds of robotic technology just frying and smoking and having that kind of like electric fire look to it you see what appeared to be some sort of larger ibot that was running the operations in here completely destroyed and dismantled in many pieces that draws your gaze to the easternly side of the room and you can see a clear glass wall. There is a little slit in the glass wall. And on the other side, there's a smaller room of about 15 feet by 10 feet back. And you realize that this must have been the room where the iBots that were collecting samples from outside would fly up. They would come in, get completely cleansed of whatever was in the atmosphere. And then through a small hole in in the wall, they would insert their samples, but it is not an iPod and it's sample being put through the hole right now. You see what appears to be a dark elf, who looks like half of his body, or significant portions, have taken on a kind of darker, cruder form of a dragonborn. This figure has silver hair, purple eyes, and a elven features that have started to morph into a snout. And they are standing there in rugged attire a second skin suit and various other armor pieces that have been put together over time. And they just have their right arm through the hole in the wall. And they look up at you as you walk in. And I think that would be the place we'll call
0: the game. I'm assuming this is the boy. I'll find out. We didn't die. That's a plus.
2: (laughs) We were convinced we were going to die.
0: Yeah, I actually, I was already like, all right, let me pull out a couple character sheets and uh, figure this out. (laughs) Oh, you thought battling some fairies were going to be easy.
2: We were crushing Yeah, we were doing
0: really good. Oh, man. Yeah, in the beginning, I I thought that was going to be easy. I was like, oh, Isaac. I was like, oh, I feel bad for Isaac. But then (laughs) we started just failing. And their abilities (laughs) stack, and they got enough for each stat
1: trait that people are weak against. But we thank you guys for joining us for this episode, and we will see who the stranger is. Is it Fable Gloom? I don't know. But until next time.
2: See you later, Spacers.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, Spacers.